0: This is the Employment Law Show. You betcha. We're here. It is Monday and it is 632. Good to have you along schools here and along Alex Farrell. Providing all the information and in the brains of the operation, you can reach out to us now. We're uh, we're here. We're live. We're ready to go. So make it happen for us. We'll make it happen for you as well. If you have any questions about your uh, your employment life, possibly a boss, maybe you've been told you might be laid off or temporary laid off or any other issues at work, bring it on. We'd love to uh, love to talk to you. Reach out by email as well, help at ca. Now is the time to get those questions answered. We'll uh, give you more contact information to reach out to Alex anytime on your own time in just a bit, and being let go from your job without even realizing it. We're going to cover that topic here in just a bit, but always starting off and getting warmed up, Alex, with the uh, case of the day, brother. What do you got going on?
1: Hey, Johnny. Thanks very much. Happy Monday evening to you. Great Mm -hmm. to be back uh, live on the air talking employment law and workplace rights as always. As you very well said, John, we're here to take your calls, take questions, and we're live on the air until seven. So please do feel free to give us a call uh continues to be a, a busy time for us John busy start to the year uh, not just people that are being let go from their jobs that are contacting us people call us or email us with all sorts of workplace situations wanting to know if what their employer is doing is legal uh, what options they have what they can do about it and you know that's great John we obviously encourage people to contact us seek out that help seek out the information and the legal advice that they need from an experienced employment law professional Really, however you want to get a hold of us, email us, call us, visit their website. You know, the more information and knowledge you have as an employee who's dealing with a difficult situation at work, the more protected, the more prepared you're going to be to deal with that particular workplace issue. Of course, your job is where the spe- you spend the majority of your time. It does happen, John. We see it every single day. Uh, situations arrive at work. Disputes between employers and employees happen, you know, disputes between employees and and colleagues happen, and it's extremely important if you're having those kinds of problems at work, you need advice, you need help in a situation like that. You need professional advice from an employment lawyer. And certainly, if you or anyone you know, family member or friend, if they have lost their job, if they're sat down and told that their employment has come to an end, that's an extremely uh, serious situation. We have to resolve it. We have to get those employees what they're actually owed as severance. Odds are, if you're being let go from your job, you are not going to be offered the proper amount of severance as an employee. Uh, So if you're listening this evening, if you're dealing with a situation at work, or if you know someone, or if you yourself has lost your job, do not be shy. Give us a call. You have rights. You have options. You have solutions. Let's talk about those. Let's figure it out. Uh, and case in point, John, as usual, to get us started off and warmed up for tonight's show, let's talk about a matter that came across my desk uh, today. We, of course, call it the case of the day. Uh, interesting matter, John. We see this from time to time. I spoke to a very, very nice gentleman earlier this afternoon, 63 years of age. He's been working his entire life, of course. Uh, he's been working with this current employer, his most recent employer, for about five and a half years on a series, John, of fixed term contracts, meaning when he first started with the company, he signed a one-year contract. And then a year later, he signed another, and he signed another. And his latest contract, uh, John, quite interestingly, was from October 1st of 2023, so only a couple of months ago. and it was, And it was set to expire on September 30th of 2024. So in about, what would that be? Nine or so months from now. Yeah, Uh, earning a good living, doing a pretty specialized job, lo and behold. So he signs this latest contract, John, in October, on October 1st of last year, lo and behold, on December 31st. uh, So, you know, just a few weeks ago now, just before the end of the year, he is let go from his job. Uh, He's told that uh, they no longer need him. Nothing, you know, nothing related to performance or conduct or anything like that. He didn't do anything wrong. The company just told him, listen, we know you signed the contract a couple of months ago, but we no longer need you. Your last day is going to be January 5th of this year. So about 10 days or so uh, ago. And that was it. They don't even offer him anything. They just told him his contract was coming to an end. And, you know, he's done. Thanks so much. Thanks for your services. Take care. All the best. And so this gentleman calls me, uh, John, and he says, this doesn't feel right. Feels like I'm owed some sort of severance in a situation like this. How much severance, Alex, am I actually owed in a situation like this? And the answer to our listeners uh, will be quite interesting. And this is a situation that effectively an employee can, I don't want to say take advantage of John, but in a a situation that benefits very much the employee. Mm -hmm. He signed the contract, John, very recently that was for a fixed period ending September 3rd or September 30th, excuse me, of 2024. Uh, So in September 30th of of this year, because, John, he was let go before that end date of the contract. Guess what his severance entitlements are? His severance entitlements aren't just, you know, I don't know, five weeks of pay because he's a five uh, year employee or perhaps five or six months of pay because he's a five year employee. No, not at all. Uh, John, his severance entitlements are actually the balance of the contract that he signed with an expiry date of September 30th, 2024. The employer, in letting him go, didn't have the right. There was no language in the contract that allowed them to let him go before September 30th of this year. And in a situation like that, if you're let go and you're on a fixed term contract as an employee, guess what? You're owed the balance of your contract as your severance entitlements. So despite the fact that this guy's last working day was January 5th of this year, his severance entitlements means that he's going to be owed pay from that day until September 30th of this year. That's a heck of a lot of severance, Uh, John. Obviously, he's covered for the next, again, what is that, nine or ten months or so, right? And... He is going to undoubtedly be owed this amount. This is not a controversial topic. John, this is the way severance works when you're looking at a fixed-term contract. An employee who's been let go from their job in the middle of such a contract is going to be owed the balance of the contract as their severance entitlements, unless the employment contract that the employee signed has some language in it limiting their severance entitlements. In this case, there is no such language in this gentleman's contract. He is therefore owed the balance. He was very happy, uh, John, to hear that news. Obviously, he has a good amount of money coming to him. He was making a six-figure salary, so nice. he's got quite the the severance coming to him. And I'm glad he called because without that discussion, without that conversation, he would have had absolutely no idea. That's how severance works in that particular scenario.
0: Would the number of contracts have figured into that? Because I know sometimes we talk about, you know, when you sign a series of fixed-term contracts, three or more, I mean, say you sign 10 over 10 years. I mean, if you get let go, you're no longer a fixed-term contract. You're now a regular employee. So would that factor in as well on top of the remaining balance of the current contract or they are two totally different things?
1: No, there's certainly that argument. So, you you know, so it's really a question of – uh, right. What greater right benefits the employee? So, in some cases, John, it does make more sense to say, "Well, this guy signed a number of contracts over that period of time." So clearly, he's a he's an indefinite term employee, right. meaning there's no there's no particular end date because he signed a number of these contracts, continuing to extend and continuing to extend. But in this case, uh, John, it was actually greater value to him right. to to receive the balance of the contract rather than what his regular severance entitlements would be. Based on five and a half years of service, so again, it's it's you know what what greater right does the employee have in the particular circumstances? And of course, you want to go with that. In this case, that was the balance of the fixed term that he agreed to as part of that latest contract.
0: Love it. We'll uh, take a short break get into our topic for the night. And any other time you want to reach out to Alex, by the way, not doing the show, you can one eight five five eight two one. 5900 is how you do that. Help at employmentlawyer.ca, but we roll on the Monday night edition. The Employment Law Show continues. Hang in there. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show. Welcome back, 643. Thanks for sticking around. Through the break, you got time to call us, talk to us, discuss your employment matter, something bothering you at work. Main topic of being let go from your job without even knowing it. We'll get to that shortly as well. But uh, phones always the priority. Joe, thanks for stepping up, pal. How are you tonight? I'm well. How are you? Good, sir. What's on your mind? Okay, so
2: here's a question for you. Um, if so, if I'm working for a company, say for 20 years, and the company gets sold, it's a private company, non-unionized and it gets sold to another um, owner, can they offer me a severance package prior to the new owner taking ownership? And, and if so, would that be mitigated by the fact that I have the same job guaranteed with the new ownership?
1: Yeah, so if your job, uh, Joe, it's an excellent question, by the way, so I appreciate you calling in. If your job, Joe, is going to continue with the new ownership kind of seamlessly one day to the next, right? Uh, and uh, even if you sign a, an updated employment contract, and I have some uh, some advice for you in that respect uh, in, in a moment, if your job is simply going to continue from one group to the other, Joe, then your seniority, your years of service continue over uh, and you continue to be a 20-year employee of the new ownership uh, group, despite the fact that there's a purchase and sale of that business. So that's how how these things generally go. Now, if what you're describing is, for one reason or another, there might be an interest in the current offer owner offering you some sort of severance, there actually being a break in your employment, and then you being rehired by the new ownership group. I mean, the first thing I might say, Joe, is that is not a typical scenario usually it goes the other way that i just described right not to say that's necessarily a bad thing but it's rare in a situation like that joe sure there is a question of how much severance you might be owed in the circumstances given that you're going to be starting new employment very soon your severance might actually be impacted by the fact that you might be working shortly for the new ownership and then secondly without a doubt that new owner is going to want to sign, want you to sign an employment contract. And to my previous point there, you should be very, very careful, Joe, about any employment contract you sign with the new owners. I guarantee you uh, that if the contract is more than a page long, uh, or even potentially if it's a page long, quite frankly, there is going to be some language there that benefits them and that hurts you. Language around termination and severance language maybe about things that they can do to change your terms of employment maybe language around temporary layoffs there could be a whole host of things non-competition language uh, you have to be very careful what you sign in these situations
2: okay i appreciate that so so but it, yeah so i think what's happening is the as part of the agreement of sale there is some sort of concern as to the inheritance of the, the tenured employees, so they're proposing sure. a severance package to start my tenure from scratch, and I'm just trying to figure out, is that, so, I, I understand severance is there to bridge the gap between jobs, and let's just assume mm-hmm. I'm 75 years old, so, they, you know, I'm assuming that that would significantly affect my, my common or case law entitlement, correct?
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right, Joe. And and again, it's the new ownership group wanting to limit, again, your seniority, perhaps, or try and dictate some of the terms of employment so that they're not inheriting, again, a 20-year employee with all that tenure, with all those years of established employment. Uh, Joe, I'll say this because we probably can't go into much more detail on air here. This is a situation, quite obviously, where you need someone in your corner giving you good advice and guiding you through a situation like this. Uh, You know, these, these entities, whether it's your current employer or the purchasing uh, entity, they are looking out for their bottom line. And for themselves, you need someone again in your corner. That's going to be doing, doing the same for you. So if you haven't already, please make sure to reach out. Let's have a chat. I'm more than happy to have a chat with you myself uh, off air, get into the details, get into what your best option is here. Moving forward. Is it some sort of severance and then starting as a day one employee, or is it somehow trying to push, perhaps, for your employment continuing with the new guys? There's, there might be a couple of different options here that might work well for you.
2: Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Joe. Appreciate uh, your time as well. And here's that number. You probably already have it. Uh, you sound like you're on the ball completely. one 855 821 Reach out to Alex. Email help at employment lawyer dot.ca. Uh, okay, pal. Let's get into this. Being let go from your job without even realizing it. These are kind of scary, but uh, this is why we're kind of doing this thing to inform people. Like, you know, stop, put the brakes on before you make a mistake, because that could be a case where you no longer have a gig. And this one's been huge over the last three years, and that's being put on a temporary layoff. How about that one?
1: Yeah, that's right, uh, John. I mean, you said it very well yourself just now. There are situations here where. You know, employees are are being uh, forced to accept changes to their employment, whether it's, as you just mentioned, the temporary layoff or any other change that has a really direct and kind of you know really serious impact on their jobs, on their day to day lives. I I, you know I, I spoke to another gentleman today, John. This could have been the case of the day itself, who has been put on temporary layoff from his employer, and he called us and he said. You know, I, I'm freaking out here. I have absolutely no no idea what to do. I need this job to pay the bills and to support my family. How is it possible that the employer can just send me home without a yeah. second thought and say, "Hey, you know, you're you're on ice, right? You can't take another job. You can't work anywhere else. We just, you, we just want you to sit and wait, and maybe you can collect some employment insurance, uh, right? And we'll call you back when we need you." And you know this is a situation, John, that we call a constructive dismissal. It is effectively being let go from your job without realizing. What a constructive dismissal is in the employment context is it's a breach of contract. So in many, many cases, if not the vast majority of cases, when an employer puts you on a temporary layoff, you are sent home. They are not paying you. They are not giving you work to do. That is going to be a constructive dismissal. It's going to be a breach of contract that allows then that employee to say, hold on a sec, I never agreed to a temporary layoff. It's not in my contract of employment. You've never laid me off temporarily before. This is a brand new tool that the company is using for the first time. And in a situation like that, John, you are allowed to basically consider yourself terminated Again, you've been let go from your job effectively, not in words, you haven't received a termination right. letter with a severance offer, but by the company's actions, you've been terminated, you've been constructively dismissed in a situation like that. And a temporary office is, is the classic example, John, you are going to be owed severance. Uh, severance is going to be based on an employee's age, how old they are, their years of service with the company, how long they've been with that company. And how specialized their senior their position is. If you're a management level in your employee, you get more severance than if, than if you're a general laborer. If you're an executive level employee, you get even more severance. Severance could be as much, John, and you don't have to be an executive, quite frankly. Even if you're a, you know an administrative employee, if you've been with an employer for long enough, if you're a certain age, severance could be as much as 24 months. That's two years of pay. It could be very, very significant and way better. So just receive that severance and get moving on with your life. Find that next job. Move on from a temporary layoff situation that really isn't doing you any good at all.
0: And like we've we've said so many times on this show, uh, it's kind of a different thing if you've you've gone through it and accepted that layoff once already. Then they come round for round two, right? You're kind of of in a different situation there.
1: Yeah, exactly right. And put a different way. Uh, John, if a temporary layoff is an established term of your employment, meaning if you, perhaps you signed an employment contract that says very clearly in black and white and you signed it, you know, you're, you know the employer is allowed to temporarily lay you off, well then it's become a term of your employment, right? Or let's say you're a seasonal employee or you're an employee who from time to time gets temporarily laid off. Maybe you're a 10-year employee and you've been laid off 3-4 times over the course of your employment, Listen, in a case like that, it's an established term of your employment. I could tell you, John, the vast majority of people that, that we speak with when they're temporarily laid off, it's their very first time. They've never been laid off before. And it's not a term that's in their contract. In other words, employers use this tool of temporary layoff much more often when they're not allowed to. And it's not because they're necessarily you know nasty employers or yeah. cynical employers. They just don't know any better. They, they think that they can do it without having to have it in a contract or with, without having that history of previous temporary layoffs. So they lay off all of their employees. And again, if you've never been laid off before, it's not a term in your contract. You can treat a temporary layoff as a termination. And by far in a situation like that, it is your better bet. It is your best option to treat the layoff as a termination. Get your severance and get moving on.
0: Another situation we talk about, uh, Alex, from being let go from your job without even realizing it. Uh, they make changes your employer determines terms of your employment. They try to change your pay, maybe your hours, your duties, location, stuff like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. This is another one that we see quite often, and we're seeing it even more often now, John. As you know, the belt starts to tighten with a lot of employers in a lot of different industries. Uh, you know, the economy is you know stuttering, uh, and maybe that's putting it mildly. You know, lots of employers are cutting costs. And, you know, we see salaries being reduced. We see bonuses being reduced or commissions being re- reduced. We see a lot of employees. This is, a, this is one we're seeing more and more often, John, lots of employees being asked to take on two roles, right? So maybe you're an administrative assistant with an employer and you're also being asked to do HR work and you're also asked to do some accounting work. Any kind of major change to your terms of employment, uh, can be considered a, a constructive dismissal. Again, going back to a temporary layoff, it's the same situation. A constructive dismissal can be uh, a termination. It could be being let go from your job without even realizing it. So if you are dealing with a situation where, again, maybe your job responsibilities are changing significantly, and that could work both ways. John, maybe you're you're asked to do double the work. Maybe your employer is taking away job responsibilities and, and duties away from you. Uh right, and and you know maybe you used to be a manager and you've you know all of your employees that you manage are taken away from you. That is a constructive dismissal. We could think of lots of different examples. Of course, the easiest, you know, the most obvious one in this scenario, John, is a pay change, right? So if your employer comes to you and says, "Hey, times are tough. We're not going to lay you off, right?" But we're you're going to have to take a a twenty percent haircut on your pay, you know, we're dropping you from $100,000 a year to $80,000 a year. Well, guess what? You as an employee, you have absolutely no obligation to accept a change like that. You can treat that as a constructive dismissal. And it would be better to do so, because if you treat it as a constructive dismissal, your severance entitlements are going to be based on your $100,000 a year salary in that example. Whereas if you accept the change, Right so maybe you bite the bullet and say I'm going to take one for the team and and accept a $20,000 reduction in my pay using that example. Well then listen, maybe the next week, maybe the next month, you might be still let go or still put on temporarily off and at that point your severance entitlement's may very well be calculated on that $80,000 a year not the 100,000 that you used to earn. Again, just one other example of a constructive dismissal, John, but we're seeing it lots. Be very careful as an employee. When you're dealing with a change to your employment, whether that's your pay, your job responsibilities, your hours, your location of work, you've got to be very, very careful. Don't just assume that your employer can make those changes. The employer needs your consent. And oftentimes, um, you have to be very careful in uh, providing that consent. You probably want to speak with an employment lawyer first. And chances are, if it's a negative change, if it's a major negative change... You probably want to reject it, say, no, thank you. I'd rather get my severance and get moving on.
0: And we are moving on for sure till tomorrow at 6.30. Thank you so much for tuning in, Joe. Appreciate the call. You have your chance to call in tomorrow at 6.30, same time right here. On the Employment Law Show, to reach Alex, Uh, going forward, it's 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you tomorrow night again. Enjoy your night. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.